Hello, my name is Joe Murray, and welcome to 28 Days of Black History. Every day this month, my friends and I will travel back in time to bring you stories, events, and people that have shaped black culture to what it is. Some people you might have heard of, some of them you might not have, some of the events you might have heard of, and some of them might be new to you. So whether you know the stories or you're hearing them for the first time, sit back and relax as we take this time to remember on 28 Days of Black History. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Joe and I'll be speaking about the Voting Rights Act of 1965. The Voting Rights Act of 1965 is a landmark piece of federal legislation in the United States that prohibited racial discrimination in voting. It was signed into law by President Lyndon B. Johnson during the height of the Civil Rights Movement on August 6, 1965, and Congress later amended the act five times to expand its protection. Designed to enforce the voting rights guaranteed by the 14th and 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution, the act secured the right to vote for racial minorities throughout the country, especially in the South. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, the act is considered to be the most effective piece of federal civil rights legislation ever enacted in the country. During the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s, voting rights activists in the South were subjected to various forms of mistreatment and violence. One event that outraged many Americans occurred on March 7, 1965 when peaceful participants in a Selma to Montgomery march for voting rights were met by Alabama state troopers who attacked them with nightsticks, tear gas, and whips after they refused to turn back. Some protesters were severely beaten and others ran for their lives. The whole incident was captured on national television. In the wake of the shocking incident, Johnson called for a comprehensive voting rights legislation. In a speech to a joint session of Congress on March 15, 1965, the president outlined the devious ways in which election officials denied African American citizens to vote. Black people attending to vote often were told by election officials that they had gotten the date, time, or polling place wrong, that they possessed inefficient literacy skills, or that they filled out an application incorrectly. Black people, whose population suffered high rates of illiteracy due to centuries of oppression and poverty, often would be forced to take literacy tests, which they sometimes failed. Johnson told Congress that officials, primarily in the southern states, had been known to force black voters to recite the entire constitution or explain the most complex provisions of state laws, a task most white voters would have been hard-pressed to accomplish. In some cases, even black people with college degrees were turned away from the polls. Although the Voting Rights Act passed, state and local enforcement of the law was weak, and it often was ignored outright, mainly in the South and in areas where the proportion of black people in the population was high and their vote threatened the political status quo. Still, the Voting Rights Act gave African-American voters the, the legal means to challenge voting restrictions and vastly improve voters' turnout. In Mississippi alone, voter turnout among black people increased from 6% in 1964 to 59% in 1969. 
Since its passage, the Voting Rights Act has been amended to include such features as the protection of voting rights for non-English speaking American citizens. On February 25th, 2009, an article was written by frontline reporter Sarah Childress. In the article, the Voting Rights Act itself was on trial and an Alabama county had planned to argue before the Supreme Court that a key provision of the Voting Rights Act had served its purpose and should be struck down. The case Shelby County v. Holder centered on the heart of the Voting Rights Act, a provision known as Section 5. This bars certain jurisdictions which could be counties, cities, or whole states with a history of discrimination from enacting any changes to their voting laws without approval or pre-clearance from the federal government. Most of those states are in the South, including Texas, Alabama, and by extension, Shelby County. Shelby County acknowledges the country's long history of voter discrimination, but it argues that the time has passed. Gone are the discriminatory literacy tests or poll taxes, white-only primaries, and open threat of violence against those seeking to cast a ballot of decades past. The nation just re-elected its first black president, and blacks have extended to other high offices nationwide. It's time, Shelby County argues, to move on. Voting Rights Act supporters agree that the world has changed, people are more politically correct, so you don't see the same kind of record of racial bias you used to in the 50s and 60s, said Nancy Abdu. But discrimination still lingers, Abdu maintained. The tactics have become more subtle and targeted different communities. The Voting Rights Act that once protected blacks from poll taxes now allow Latinos to elect candidates of their choice, keep Native Americans from being packed into powerless districts, and allows Chinese and Vietnamese Americans who don't speak English to vote in their own language. Thank you for listening to 28 Days of Black History. If you guys would like to leave a comment, please follow us at The Joe Show on Facebook, at Reddit at The Joe Show, or check out our wonderful website at www.tjs.show. I'm Joe, your host. Join us tomorrow as we bring you another great episode on 28 Days of Black History. Goodbye for now.